This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. Before we welcome our guest, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others to let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents right here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us today is Betsy Butterick, communications specialist. Betsy, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Marcus. It's great to be back on with you all. I appreciate the invitation. Well, you have a a wonderful new course that you have out. Uh, I figured it was a great topic to talk about. Uh, We've been talking a lot lately about how our youth coaches can better and more effectively communicate uh, with our youth players. And I figured this subject is, is needs to be talked about a little bit more. So that's why we have you on the program. So why don't we go ahead and dive right into things. Um, This all comes from your new course called relating to today's student athlete, effectively coaching Gen Z. Z. Um, Talk to us, talk to us a little bit about the attention span of this generation of player and how do us youth coaches get that attention? So roughly based on the data, we know that the attention span of Gen Z is about eight seconds, which depending on the comparative data source you use is equivalent to about the same attention span as a goldfish. So sometimes I encourage, you know, coaches when you're, when you're looking at your team, if you picture a bunch of goldfish swimming in the bowl, you know, it's like, how do we keep and hold their attention? And I'll say, if I can back up for a second, Marcus, that all of this information and the way that this generation specifically is different from any other really has to do with the way that they've grown up with technology in a way that's unique. So the young people that we're coaching today have never known life without the internet, which you can think, okay, I'm sure that matters in some way. It's the way or the the more intricate, nuanced ways in which never knowing life without the internet translates into challenges and opportunities for coaches everywhere that this course is really based in. So as far as attention span, when we think about, okay, today's student athlete has never known life without the internet, Their relationship with technology means that their bids for attention are constant and numerous. So there's so many things vying for their attention. Part of what this generation has evolved to do is they've evolved to be able to absorb lots of information at incredible speeds, but getting and holding their attention can be a challenge. So if we think about the attention span, one thing I'll give you an example from the course is simply changing speakers. So I talk about this idea of ping-ponging speakers. Let's say I'm the head coach and I have an assistant coach. Instead of me as the head coach explaining a drill at length, I'm going to say a little bit, then I'm going to kick it over to my assistant. They're going to say a part or two and then kick it back to me. That simple act of changing speakers re-engages the attention of today's student athlete. When we change speakers, really any type of change is a re-engagement of their attention. So that's one simple shift that we can do to help be able to better get and hold the attention of today's student athlete. Well, when you mentioned the attention span of, of that eight seconds, obviously we need to, as coaches, need to be more effective in, in the message that we give them. Um, you know, you talk about bite-sized chunks. Talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit about that and how we relay that information to the players. Right. So keeping it short, I mean, we think about bite-sized chunks, if you think about bite-sized chunks of food, it's like you, you wouldn't put more in your mouth than you can chew. Same idea. And I, I do know some folks that have tried, myself included, depending on what the food is. 
thinking about, you know, how can we be able to give them digestible amounts of information so that they can better absorb what it is that we're, we're trying to feed them with. So when you think about those, those bite-sized amounts of information, Gen Z has gotten incredibly good at skim reading. So for example, if they do a search, a Google search, you know, millions of results are going to come back. They're going to click on one, open up the page, start to skim read. And if they don't find what they're looking for in about six seconds, they'll back out and they'll go to a new source. So they're very practiced at the ability to search for what they feel is the most relevant information. Translation of that, okay, as coaches, how do we take that knowledge and then tailor our communication so that we're giving them kind of those quick hits, those sound bites, those content heavy pieces of information that we want them to be able to retain and what's the packaging look like so can we deliver the essential take out the fluff while also keeping them engaged and informed along the way i know i've always had issues with that i used to be a referee mentor and i would watch a youth referee and there was a handful of things that I wanted to bring up to that referee just in my nature of wanting to help them. But I always had Mm -hmm. to, I always felt I needed to hold back a little bit because I didn't want to overwhelm the referee. I didn't want to, by giving them so much information and you brought up such a great point that, that, that our kids are being bombarded by so much noise, good noise, bad noise, indifferent noise. (laughs) It's just so much stuff is out there and, and trying to capture that attention certainly is challenging. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we run into that all the time. So the attention piece is one bit of it. And then, okay, let's say we have their attention. When we go to deliver the information, how do we make sure that we're hitting on the most essential parts that we want them to know? How do we make sure that we can check for clarity and that they understand what we said? So we're not simply talking at them, but really engaging them and involving them in customizing their sport experience. One thing I know coaches have had to deal with that's been challenging, especially not being brought up with the technology, is Mm -hmm. chat-based platforms and communicating with players through those types of platforms. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the challenge here when we talk about chat-based really is, and when I say chat-based, most often people's minds go to text, right? So not just text, but if you think more... uh, a broader concept of, okay, chat-based communication informs in the form of we're speaking back and forth in smaller exchanges. So very rarely are you going to encounter today's student athlete where from the beginning, they're talking at length, unless they really need to talk. If they haven't had that outlet, and I know the pandemic landscape has, has given some folks less opportunity for the social interaction that would normally help sort of vacate um, the things that they've held back or or have pent up over time. So when we talk about chat-based communication, it's really this this back and forth exchange of information versus thinking about kind of a lecture. Like if I was sitting in a classroom and the professor's at the head of the class and they're lecturing the whole time, that's not what the data says is best for how Gen Z receives information and really how they learn. So our challenge as coaches is how do we take that information And then knowing that they're chat-based, that they're used to kind of shorter exchanges, how do we weave that into our coaching so we can be effective in communicating with our student-athletes? I know this generation of player likes to be more involved uh, Mm -hmm. with the process. Talk to us a little bit about how these players are highly educated, industrious, and collaborative. Mm -hmm. Yes, so they are. Gen Z is. All the research tells us that Gen Z is highly educated, industrious, and collaborative. So 
our challenge as coaches is to find opportunities to co-create with them. Because of technology, technology has allowed them to customize so many different aspects or areas or elements of their life. So that desire is also inherent when it comes to their sport experience. And this is where I often get pushback from coaches. They're like, well, Betsy, but, but I'm the coach. It's my program. They don't get to call the shots. And that's not the ask here. The ask is, yes, it is your program and you do call the shots. Where within your program can you flex a little and invite them to participate in their learning and development? So there's a variety of ways that we can do this, and I dive into several examples inside the course. The ask here is how do we take that tendency, that unspoken often desire to customize their sport experience and find areas where for us as the coach, all of these are good choices. But in giving these choices over to you, now you feel like you're an active participant in your own experience. And because of that, you become more invested in the process. Do these players uh, value honest and immediate feedback from a coach? Very much so. And that's a challenge for coaches is, well, the honesty part, <laughs> I'll say, isn't mostly for most folks, unless you know, you're know you a pathological liar. The honesty part isn't the challenge. It's when I hear coaches say, you know, kids these days can't take any kind of criticism, even if it's constructive. So the research says that they want honest, immediate feedback. And yet when we give it, sometimes it's not well received. And obviously as a communication specialist, the lens through which I look at the world is, okay, how are we giving this feedback? And are we being clear in separating out any criticism from a judgment of that individual? Today's student athlete has a very difficult time separating out, I've experienced a failure from I am a failure. So we have to be intentional with our language while being honest in that feedback and ideally giving it in real time because Gen Z lives in a world of instant gratification. Again, they're accustomed because of technology to get immediate responses to any question that they have. So can we find ways or structures or increase our own ability as communicators to be able to give them honest feedback in a way that leaves them most receptive while also doing it in real time? That becomes the challenge. Is there a difference between communicating with male players and female players? Because I've always heard the story, um, it's been recited to me a number of times by a number of different people, that if a coach goes into halftime and he's got a boys team and he's yelling at the boys team about what's going wrong, that type of thing, the, the boy that's sitting there receiving the information automatically goes to the thought, well, he can't be talking about me. Be, he must be talking about somebody else. Whereas if this was a locker room full of females that the player would automatically go to, well, he or she must be talking about me and not anybody else. I'm, you know, I'm mm. the problem. Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, and, and that's one thing I'll say I love about communication is while it can be gender influence, it's not gender specific. So in that same example, if let's say you've got a boys youth team and male coach goes in and starts yelling at them at halftime, maybe you've got an individual in that locker room who comes from a household where yelling also is equated with physical abuse. So you're not gonna get more out of that athlete, you're gonna get less or you're gonna cause them to shut down in a way. Similarly, you might find you know, in a locker room full of young girls, someone who has a very low level of self-awareness and thinks, oh, they can't be talking about me. I'm perfect because they have these parents that are you know, no longer helicopter parents, they're lawnmower parents, where they've ascribed to, and there's this great quote in education that says, 
our responsibility is to prepare the child for the path, not the path for the child. So you've got parents that, and again, in part because of technology, have been able to utilize that ability to pave a smooth road for today's student athlete. So in doing so, that student athlete has been led to believe that they're infallible in some ways. So I think in both scenarios, and, and this is, again, if we were to scale back and, and take a larger perspective, in the United States specifically, and I'd say you know globally in general, we're seeing a, a major shift away from transactional coaching towards transformational coaching, which is really you know coach-driven and athlete-centered. So how are we taking into account with our communications, regardless of the gender of the athlete in front of us, how are we talking to the person? How are we educating the individual? How are we making sure that the person in front of us feels seen, valued, and appreciated? You make a great point earlier talking about the instant gratification of our players of today just because of technology and that information is so readily available uh, to them at their fingertips. Obviously, this is extremely challenging for some of our coaches. Um, What's some other things that coaches can kind of do or think about to overcome those challenges of that, that, you know, what the players want and want it now? Right. I mean, it is a challenge. I'll say it's one that that I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. One thing that I ask coaches to keep in mind at the start of the presentation and in the course, it's at the beginning of the course in the introduction, is this idea that it's not impossible for today's student athlete. It's simply unpracticed. Because what I see, Marcus, is a lot of judgments made about kids these days. You know, we, we say kids these days, and then we cite all these frustrations we have with today's student athlete. And then we double down on that by saying, when I was a student athlete, and we talk about how we were different, that doesn't set ourselves or our student athletes up for success. So when it comes to that instant gratification piece, how can we help today's student athletes start to practice delayed gratification? How can we help them practice working towards an outcome over time? How can we help them value not only the outcome, but the process? And then how do we involve them in that process intentionally? That's one thing that always drives me, uh, it just really bothers me um, when I get folks in general that bash on social media and, and the consumption of social media. I, I get that there's good stuff about it. I get that there's a lot of bad stuff about it. But I, you know, there was a gentleman who, who I follow on Twitter, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who mentions, well, the same thing was thought about when Elvis came out, that Elvis was, right. the, well, Elvis was the devil because of the music, because he was yes. shaking the hips. He only had to be filmed from the waist up, you know, and just how things have changed over time. It's, you know, I just, it bothers me when, when we, you know, lump the, the, this generation into, oh, they're on social media all the time, but they're being social. They, you know, they, they communicate more probably than I did when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. because if I wasn't with my friends, you know, I was home, you know, as a guy, maybe not necessarily on the phone with my friends, but you know, um, I think, you know, you can communicate a whole lot better and our kids do more communicating nowadays. Yeah. And to that point, Marcus, it is different. And I think the more we can start to see things as different instead of better than or less than or or good or bad, the more we can leave an openness or flexibility to what's true for today's student athlete. 
anyone who's watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix understands that, you know, even the creators of some of the social platforms have really legitimate concerns. And if we look at the data around, you know, the increase in anxiety, depression, and, and also the suicide rate for our young people, the way that that's been linked to social media, it can be very harmful. And, and I think a lot of today's context, it's a yes and situation. Yes and the way that technology has allowed today's young people to connect with individuals they would never maybe in their lifetime stand an opportunity to meet has brought in their their ability to connect to a global community instead of you know the community simply where they live and where they grow up and where they play sports so there are absolutely advantages to social media and like anything else you know all things in moderation so so how can we instead of criticizing a medium especially as educators as coaches how can we help student athletes understand how to constructively use technology, how to balance, you know, the screen time with the FaceTime um, and not just FaceTime, you know, the technology, right. but actually face to FaceTime in real, in real life. All right. So Betsy, go ahead and uh, tell us why a youth soccer coach should purchase this program relating to today's student athlete effectively coaching Gen Z. Sure. A youth soccer coach, in my opinion, would benefit. I try to stay away from should. <laughs> General rule, don't should on yourself, don't should on other people. I think a youth soccer coach would benefit from purchasing this course because of the simple fact that the more we understand about who today's young people are, the more effectively we can communicate with, connect with, and coach today's athlete. So understanding is the gateway to connection. And when we have that broader understanding, specifically of the way technology has caused this generation to be different than any other, the more we understand, the more options that are available. And I think all total, there's 55 different options for addressing eight unique challenges that this generation poses to coaches. The more options we have, the more skillful we become, not only as communicators, not only as coaches, but as, as educators, as role models, as leaders for today's athletes. Betsy, where can people find you online and where can they go to find out more about this course? Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Betsy Butterick. You can follow me on Instagram at Betsy underscore the coach's coach. You can go to my website and link to all social media there. The website is BetsyButterick.com. Right at the top of the website, there's a bar that drops down about the Gen Z course. But if you wanted to go directly to the landing page to learn more about the course, and purchase the course, the website is www.betsybutterick.com forward slash gen dash Z dash course. Sounds good. We encourage our soccer coaches to go give it a look. And, you know, if you're having some issues with uh, relating to uh, this generation of player and want to effectively communicate with them, um, it certainly would be a, a good option for you to go look at and, and consider and, and maybe it would benefit you uh, tremendously. Betsy, well, I thank you so much for coming on our show to talk today and about uh, communicating with this uh, new generation of player. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Marcus, and good luck to everyone out there. I hope that the stories we tell about kids these days become more positive over time, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be of service. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program right here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. 
You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.